Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. Guess what? It's our 500th episode. I'm your host extraordinaire, Jonathan Strickland, and with me is... Lauren Vogelbaum. That's right, my co-host extraordinaire. And we also have a special guest in the in the uh, studio today. Uh, special guest, introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just rip the tape off here. Ow! Uh, uh, who are you? Uh-huh. Wait, where... You brought me back here? Yeah, uh... Okay, so everyone, uh, if you ha- don't recognize that voice, that is, in fact, my former co-host, uh, our, our, our good friend, Chris Paulette, who, um, who, uh, how's your head feeling, Chris? You know, chloroform is so 1970s. Yeah, you know, uh, we just wanted to go the full route. We really wanted to have you here, and you seemed a bit reticent, uh, on Instant Messenger. So, that happened. But anyway, here we all are. You just wait till I get out of this chair. Yeah, don't, you know, (laughs) struggle all you like. The chains are far too thick. The uh, interesting thing here, folks, is that this is the first time we've had all three of the Tech Stuff hosts in the same room at the same time with microphones pointed at us. Well, it's actually the first time that I've ever met Chris Paulette, period, today, about, you know, 20 minutes before this recording happened. Right. You, You had been in the same building as Chris a few times, but you had never actually had the opportunity to meet him. Hypothetically, before now, uh, the two of us could have been the same person, and I never would have known. Now, we have been asked, uh, you know, what are you going to do for your 500th episode? And I thought it'd be fun to open that up to the Tech Stuff fans at large, uh, also the small ones. And uh, they ended up responding in droves, and the two most popular responses were talk about the history of Tech Stuff and maybe explore the differences of what tech was like when you started the podcast versus what it's like today, today being in 2013. And we started the podcast way back in 2008. So I thought, well, the best way to talk about that is to bring on the person who was with me from the very beginning. So Chris, what do you remember from those earliest days of the podcast? Well, they were they, they were five minutes long. Yes, they were. We were told to keep them no longer than five minutes. Yeah, which was and really now challenging. people are complaining that they're too long. <laughs> well, they, now they are many, many five minutes. <laughs> Sometimes way too many. Uh, yeah, the the very first. Well, first of all, we were we were kind of uh, taken aside by by the guy who was uh, the the managing editor at the time. Uh, Connell, who is now <laughs> he's now a big wig with all, all of uh, Discovery Digital, but he um, no, he, I think that's his real hair. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. He brought us aside and he said that he wanted us to to look at doing a a podcast. We had already started to record. How Stuff Works had already started to record podcasts in a couple of different fields. They had uh, Stuff You Should Know, which, Chris, you were part of that originally. Yeah, so it's the original co-host of Stuff You Should Know with Josh Clark. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. So we've got a, a Stuff You Should Know all-star on, yeah. our, on our team here, too. Uh, <clears throat> they retired my jersey. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, we did the same thing to you many years later. But that, that, well, she um, can't give milk anymore, so it's all right. <laughs> jersey cow, folks. That's the puns we've been missing here. So... Missing being a relative term. Chris, uh, I heard the quotes around missing. Right. Chris and I ended up being, uh, uh, pulled into a meeting and talked to about the possibility of making a, a technology podcast. And so we went into the studio and we recorded a few test episodes, none of which actually ever aired. There, I, I can't even, do you even remember what any of those topics were? I don't. No, no, but, but my earliest recollection of, 
episodes that just made me laugh was the <laughs> the Blu-ray versus HD DVD yeah. podcast that we recorded uh, somewhere within the neighborhood of, I don't know, a week to two weeks when before or after, I don't even remember which one it was, uh, when HD DVD was killed. Yeah, we actually, huh. we actually talked about it. Was it after? It was after HD DVD had died because you and I had gone to uh, we were, CES. We were going to do it. Yeah. And then when we actually recorded it, it was like mere milliseconds after they shelved it. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the earliest ones. The very first episode we ever recorded was, or at least the first one that ever published, was uh, uh, an episode called How the Google Apple Cloud Computer Will Work, which was based off an article you had written, wasn't it, Chris? Yes, I have written very few articles for the website. That is one of them. <laughs> um, and it was based on a, uh, a post. Connell actually suggested that because he had read this uh, this article by Nicholas Carr, who's a uh, famous tech pundit. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. wrote the uh, essay that I've quoted quite a few times, Is Google Making Us Stupid? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For the Atlantic. And as a matter of fact, um, uh, we touched on this anyway uh, back sometime after that in the Frenemies uh, episode because Google and Apple had been frenemies for quite some time. And uh, the idea was that uh, Google could do the back end, Apple could do the hardware, and, you know, they and would work together and this cloud computer thing would be absolutely brilliant. Right. Apple and it could, might have been if they ever actually did that. Apple could have done the aesthetics because that's what, I mean, yeah. Apple's known for making these beautiful products. And, uh, yeah, there was and a, the maps. The maps. Look at their map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it would yeah, have Google run. Google has been slightly better off in that. Department. It would have run on the Google Maps, obviously. Uh, otherwise, there would be... Bridges where no bridges should be. Uh, yeah, that first episode was five minutes, 45 seconds long or thereabouts. I actually went into our RSS feed and looked it up. By the way, guys, if you are iTunes subscribers, you might be wondering how could we have 500 episodes because you go back and there aren't 500 on there. Uh, iTunes has a limit to how many episodes you can have uh, of any podcast uh, available for download. But if you go to the RSS feed, and uh, it, that's that's linked off the Tech Stuff page at How Stuff Works, uh, you can actually go and listen to our earliest episodes. I don't know why you would want to, but you could. Uh, They're brief. They, they are, are, they are. I, I listened to a bunch in research preparation for this episode, actually. So yeah. that was... Yeah, Lauren, that, this was this was so. We recorded so those before ago. you were born, I think. <laughs> those we recorded those before we figured out how to get rid of the horrible echo. I mean, if you listen to the horrible the, echo, there's, there, there's the horrible some echo. sound quality. Yeah, there's some sound oh, quality issues. It's not actually it's actually not echo, uh, but it is. There is some sort of tinniness to the voices, yeah. and, which we eventually fixed. Uh, the another episode I wanted to mention. Uh, this one I thought was funny, just because you know you look at those early episodes and you think of what was important back in 2008, right? One of the earliest episodes was, "Do I really need a digital converter box for my TV?" Which is Ooh. ironically another one of the very few articles that I've written for the website. Right, and uh, you and know, at the time you might have. Yeah, the, these these days you might not remember, but there was this big uh, movement where we were going to move from analog to digital broadcast. And it meant that if you did not have – if you had an older television set and you did not have this converter attached to your television set, you might not get over-the-air transmissions anymore. You wouldn't be able to your, – your, your television wouldn't be able to interpret the signals and you wouldn't be able to watch television. So it was a big concern. And there was a lot of confusion out in the marketplace about – do I need one of these things? I'm a cable subscriber. Do I need one? And and it, it was just one of those things where 
the information was all out there. It was just that people were finding it really difficult to find that that relevant info. Right. And so they were all thinking like, uh, maybe I, I guess I better buy one of these things, even if they didn't need one. And so Chris had written an article kind of explaining what this was, which people would actually need it versus which people could just ignore it. And uh, then we did a podcast about it that was about five minutes long. Uh <laughs> The final five-minute-long episode we did, because that that five-minute time limit lasted for uh, a couple of months, actually. August 4th, 2008 was when the final five-minute-long episode aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were allowed to go up to 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. That was what the new limit was. Uh, but that last episode was how Twitter works. <laughs> <laughs> so we were able to explain how Twitter works in five minutes, apparently. <laughs> Well, we should have explained it in 140 40 characters. characters or fewer. <laughs> yeah, little hashtag there. Hashtag joke. Um, the the first episode uh, that was or the first episode that was longer, you know, a 10 minute long episode. <laughs> this one cracks me up too. How the Facebook redesign works Ooh. in 2008. So there have been quite a few redesigns since then. <laughs> I was going to say which one. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you what that particular redesign, what happened with that one, because it's been Facebook's been redesigned so frequently since that time that I could not tell you specifically. I didn't listen to it. I, I guess if I had, I would learn. Well, it's, it's comforting to think that things have changed so little in in this time that people are still freaking out every single time there's a Facebook redesign. Yeah, that, that's kind of nice. Can, you, you, know? can, you can always rely on that. <laughs> if if Facebook changes something. There's going to be a storm of comments that rages across all social media uh, t- saying it's the worst thing ever. ever. Which really what they mean is it's the worst thing since the last time they did this. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, sometimes I have that reaction too, but I try and keep perspective. Uh, the very first episode that I could find that was 15 minutes long was actually a, a pretty, uh, pretty heavy one. It was, Can the Government Take Away My Laptop? And that was based off some news stories about people who were doing things like crossing a border and then uh, the question of whether or not the government could search a laptop's contents for illegal material, uh, saying that just by carrying the laptop. Right, right. The same way that you can search a car. It's Yeah. It's, does it apply? Yeah. yeah sure. it, it was one of those questions that was uh, really – it was an important question. Um, another funny one. That we did, uh, funny in the sense that, uh, just from a timing issue, uh, on October 23rd, 2008, we published an episode about how Dean Kamen works. And the reason that's funny is Lauren and I just got finished talking about how the Segway works. So. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm glad the guys did that episode because, uh, he's a fascinating guy. I'm yeah. Like, I should go back and listen to that. And the, the last one I have specifically written down to just kind of a little walk down memory lane, and we can chat about other ones too. But the last one I've written down is, what happened to the technology of the future, which we published on October 27, 2008? And that one was 30 minutes long. So that was about the time where we were told we could go as long as we needed to go. And that really any episode that we recorded could be as long as we felt was necessary in order to really cover the topic and, and address what needs to be talked about. And uh, it's also funny because that's one of those topics that we get requests for all the time. People are like, why don't you talk about stuff that never happened? That well, you know, we were like, where's my jetpack kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And I said, because we did that in 2008, <laughs> and it's still not here. Yeah, 
Yeah, we could just play that one. If you want it to have a true tech stuff experience, play it twice back to back because that's about the length of a regular tech stuff episode now these days. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say that uh, it's kind of funny because once they gave us enough time to talk about whatever it was we needed to talk about in, in enough depth to do that is – when we started to talk about things for so long, we started to have to split them into two and three episodes. <laughs> yeah, we would get to a point where we would record an episode and realize, like, Tyler would turn to us and say, okay, that was an hour and seven minutes long. And we're like, uh, let's split that into two. Uh, we, we did get to a point where our average episode length was probably closer to 44, 45 minutes long. Yeah, the, the first time I remember doing that was the, the time we were going to record an episode about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. Oh, right. Oh, and then we okay. had to make one about Bill Gates and another one about Steve Jobs. Yeah, it turned out that the one section had gone on so long that it didn't make sense for us to keep going. We would have had a, an hour and a half long episode, and uh, and that's that's probably too long. <laughs> I think most of our listeners would say it's too long. I mean, even if you are able to pause right in the middle and pick right back up, uh, it's still a lot of a lot of tech stuff in one in one dose. Uh, there was a there was another thing that was not exactly directly related to the podcast that happened about that time, if I'm not mistaken. What's that? Tech stuff live. Oh, tech stuff live. Now, tech stuff live. Lauren, Lauren, <laughs> I talked about this briefly with you, but it's a um, it, it was a uh, it was very briefly. It was because uh, it was did not last that long. <laughs> right. Uh, this was an experiment we had where we did probably I don't know maybe what six or seven weeks maybe. Yeah, stuff you should stuff you should know and and. And we did that, and I think somebody else did one, yeah, too. Maybe it was – it was might not have – It might have been car stuff. might have been car stuff. I was going to say stuff to blow your mind, except they were called something else at that point, yeah. stuff from the science lab or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the – That wasn't nerve-wracking at all, sitting in front of a live camera. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the idea. Was that it was it was me and Chris sitting down behind a desk. We had a live camera pointed at us, and uh, we would uh, it was streaming out live to sometimes as many as twenty seven people. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah. My family made up about five of those. Uh, no, it was I, I joke, but it really was a very uh, relatively small number of people, which is not that surprising. We were streaming in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to keep as close to the regular schedule as possible because, I mean, if you're going to do a live event, you need it to be predictable, right? Sure. You need to go live when you say you're going to go live. Uh, we had a chat room that was open where we could interact directly with our audience, and we would cover about five important tech stories that had happened in the week since the last time we had done a Tech Stuff Live. And so we also introduced a segment called the Tweet of the Week where oh, yeah. I would I would go through my Twitter feed of all the stuff that I followed and pick the one that I liked the most. Usually I would end up doing that about five minutes before we went on the air because I would forget about it. That was our first major special effect too. Was the Tweet of the because, Week. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of, one of, the, uh, one of the, the video folks would crawl behind Jonathan <laughs> with a bird on a stick. Yeah, it was usually Matt Frederick and he, he would <laughs> – he would have a bird on a stick. It was Tyler did it a few times yeah, too. Uh-huh. But they would have a bird on a stick, and they would poke it up so that it would somehow obstruct my view. And they would mess around with it while I was trying to do the segment. And it just became a bigger and bigger joke each time. And they would do a different bird noise each time. Yeah, a, a live live foley produced by the vocal cords, where it might be like caca or <laughs> you know, it just became these weird. Like I couldn't even identify what sort of birds they were supposed to be until there was one day where I. Ripped, ripped the, bird. the bird off the stick, slammed it on the desk, and said, there, that's done. The next week, they came back with a bigger bird. <laughs> it was an ex-parrot. 
One of those birds now resides at my desk. It's actually one of the ones I smashed. In fact, it was missing a leg until Lauren found it and uh, did some uh, emergency glue surgery on it. I felt it. bad for it. The leg was just kind of hanging out on a different part of the desk. It was kind of pinned up there. I right. Yeah, from my lamp. <laughs> like, to be fair, folks, in case you're being absolutely horrified, these are totally fake birds. Yeah, no, no never, <laughs> never living. No, no real birds were harmed in the making of Tech Stuff Live. A few real video technicians were, though. So. Uh, but no, that was an interesting experience because that was the first time we had ever tried to do a live show knowing that there were people watching us at that time, which meant that we could not really make a mistake. Now, Chris and Lauren, this is true for us, too. For the most part, our episodes are one take. Unless unless we do something terrifying, uh, you know, like sneeze in the middle of something yeah, or, might, or say something that is not quite appropriate or et cetera. Right. But, well, we, we might cut something out once in a while, but more often than not, what you hear on the podcast is one uninterrupted take from beginning to end, and that's it. Mm-hmm. For the most part. There are exceptions. There are some episodes out there where one of us just goes off the rails and something uh, unusual happens and we have to stop and go back, and uh, usually it's me. I'll, I'll go ahead and be the one to say that, but um, but more frequently than not, it's it's we just we go warts and all. Um, sometimes that meant that we had some uh, less than accurate things in our episodes where one of us was speaking off the cuff again, usually me. But we tried to address those whenever that happened. Which brings me to another thing that we used to do on Tech Stuff all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be a segment that we would do on Tech Stuff, a special segment that had its own special intro. And so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is where I warn you: please. Turn the volume down on whichever listening device you happen to be using at this point. I am going to do a countdown from five to one. When I hit one, I am then going to do the amazing intro to this segment. You have been warned thoroughly. I want no email about how loud this is going to be. Five, four, three, two, one. Listener me! Usually that was followed by Chris saying something like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we used to have that segment. We did it all the time. And we're going to start doing listener mail again, folks. And, of course, I will not be using that intro anymore. I got enough email. Like, Chris, do you – I think that probably got us the most responses. Yeah. Uh, most follow, negative responses. Right, the most negative responses were, like, could you please stop screaming into the microphone? But what was funny was that the second – most negative responses was when we stopped doing it and people were begging us to bring it back. So we had that was kind of comic. We had two camps. We had the camp and also the nature of podcasts meant that some people were were about three or four months behind other people. So they're complaining about stuff that we haven't been doing for months. (laughs) And meanwhile, we have another camp of people saying, why aren't you doing that thing you used to do? Uh, That was always fun. Um, Other big events. We did a live, uh, a live show at a convention. Yeah, we went to Dragon Con in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and Chris and I sat up on stage with Tom Merritt and Veronica Belmont, who are both uh, tech journalists as well as the hosts of a show called Sword and Laser. Mm-hmm. And we conducted that was also, I think, our first interview. Yeah, I believe so. And I, I found out something very important. What's that? Um, that uh, Jonathan was not the only uh, podcast host after whom I say mm-hmm, a lot. however i'm not sure that there's a drinking game for any show other than this one right right well and that was fun because when it started 
I'm not kidding. There were, there were people who had a drinking game for every time I would go, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and that trend continues. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure that I'm filling those shoes. The, uh, the, that Sorry sh- about the smell. <laughs> that, particular, that particular show was fun because we started off with just myself, Chris, Tom, Veronica, and uh, some of a couple of members of our crew. We had, we had Matt and Tyler there. And then oh, there, yeah, were, there was a live studio audience. What, by the end of it, there was. When it first started, <laughs> it was just it was just us plus the we had one technician from the the podcast track at DragonCon who was running the 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 uh, board for us. But were you guys like set up in a in a conference room or in, in a, a conference room? Okay. It, it was the conference room that the podcast track was using for their regular events. And we were we had scheduled our our podcast recording an hour before the room officially opened. So, but as we were going on, we were getting closer and closer to the first scheduled event of the day, and they had left the door open because they asked us if we if they could do that. And I said, "Yeah, you know, I, I think that's fine. It's it's going to be a little weird having people come in as we're going, but I don't see why that should be a real issue." Um, and everyone else felt pretty much the same way. And by the time our show ended, we had a full studio audience. Wow. So that was a live studio audience for the end of that episode. That sounds both thrilling and completely terrifying. Tech stuff is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, when it's when it's not in front of a live studio audience, it's a lot easier, actually. Because, again, you don't have to worry about making mistakes because we've, right. got, we've got amazing producers who uh, – take care of all that for us. Oh, oh hey, uh, you know, I just noticed something. What's that? And it's a, a rare footnote for those of you who've been listening. Have you gotten a new computer since I was here last uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a running gag with tech stuff is the idea about my how my computers die, except for the fact that that's not really a gag. It was true. Yeah, um, and, and yes. that one has all the keys, right? Yes, this is a new computer. there was one, you, you didn't have a tilde key. I, I didn't think. have an E as either. And an E. The e and, the, and there was a hole being uh, uh, made through the A. Apparently, I was secreting some sort of acidic <laughs> oil through my fingertips. I just, I, I just looked up and noticed that both Chris and I were doing the same gesture, yeah. wherein we're both holding the bridges well, of our noses. It, 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 <laughs> I, it turns out, I, it turns out, I have a mutant super ability. Unfortunately, it would require years of me leaning against a substance to actually wear it down unless it's a computer keyboard, in which case I can go through it in about six months. It does explain um, the trail of slime. Yeah, well, you know, I'm. what can I say? I'm, at one point I thought about being a lawyer and something stick. The, uh, <laughs> actually, actually uh, no, the, the, that wasn't really a problem for tech stuff. However, at the time I was also Jonathan's editor. So it was a problem for that. Right. There was a point where I could not type the letter E. And I just told Chris, I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't make editing very C. Yeah, yeah. It became, it became, uh, it became quite it a trial. It was sort of annoying. Yeah. It was, uh, it was not good. It was not good. It was a bad that – was that was a dark time in the empire. Um, yeah, it was rough. Uh, see, what other, what other crazy things have happened during the, the course of tech stuff? Um, Oh well, we 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 talked about the uh, the Large Hadron Collider before it went online, and uh, that's kind of interesting because we did a full episode on that not too long ago. And then, uh, uh, of course, the the Higgs boson has essentially, I mean, might as well say the Higgs boson's been found, mm-hmm. uh, at least within a a, a a fairly comfortable margin of. They're uh, still being scientifically cautious about yes. it, but. But, but might as well Turns say. out it was behind the sock drawer. Yeah, it was. It was the right whole back there. Time. The whole time. Yeah. 
Well, it's because they were concentrating between the cushions of the couch, because that's usually where things end up. But you know, uh, yeah. So that that was kind of crazy. And uh, let's see what other what other fun tech stuff stories are there. I mean, we. I had started my own Twitter account before anyone at, at HowStuffWorks had really gotten into it. And uh, and so I am sort of to blame for the fact that there are tech stuff Twitter accounts now because people noticed that people were following me and then we were all required to have them. So now we've got a tech stuff Twitter account as well as uh, – every, every brand at HowStuffWorks Every brand does, has a yeah. – well, yeah, Lauren knows a lot about that because yeah. she's our social media guru. Um, guru is probably an incorrect word. That's I'm I'm the poor sap that they've hired to do that thing. But, uh, she's our social media octopus. Yeah. Well, perhaps we should give you a bird on a stick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, she, we she did get to play with the bird a little bit. I did, I did. Well, you know, I reattached the leg because I felt so bad for it. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's only so much you can do with <laughs> that thing. Now, I guess, I guess, really, uh, Chris, are there any episodes in particular that stand out in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's probably a hard question because I've only done what, like, thirty of these things, and I already have no idea what I've recorded at all. <laughs> that, so. that was that's pretty par for the course. Yeah, once you, it's it's funny because we had a lot of episodes where we had uh, talked about specific technologies that may or may not have come and gone. Yeah, uh, some things that turned into vaporware and, and other stuff. We talked about vaporware a lot. Yep. And games and oh, I I know I know some of my favorites. Uh-huh. Were the were not the prediction episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so the ones that were not predictions. Yeah, predictions are are tough. I mean we've but you you in general tended to have a better batting average than I did. Not that first time. No, okay, the first time was a little rough. But you know, what's, what's, what's you listened to that one? Uh I I listened to your most recent predictions episode. When when did you guys start doing don't, them? Do you remember? Don't let him keep score. I think it was If a, he's <laughs> keeping score, things may or may not turn out accurately. Well, I, it's just, just I mean, you know, this, an observation on my part. The scorekeeping is like five donkeys to every like four cups of coffee. So I'm that not was really most, sure. That was probably the most recent one. Where <laughs> I just started. It, it, I, I decided to go a little dada with the uh, <laughs> the uh, the reward system. There was yeah. one point where no matter what Chris uh, Chris predicted, he got an X, and no Pretty matter much. what I predicted, I got a check. Uh, whether it was right or wrong, it didn't yeah. matter. Pretty uh, much. That was a fun one. Yeah, um, yeah, I I ran away with it that year. Um, no, you, the the trick with those that that's the troubling thing is you, Jonathan and I and and now Lauren has been forced into this. Um, <laughs> keep an eye on the the tech news and you know the people who we didn't really tech stuff hasn't really been about the news. It's really sort of about technology and people. Yeah. Um, right. Which is one of the things that that Jonathan and I agreed on when we started talking about what we were going to do for the show, because there are so many other people who do the news and they do it really well, and they do it very well, and they they have more frequent podcasts. And we're like, we're never going to be able to keep up with that, uh, especially because tech stuff is recorded some time in advance. And by the time, uh, it reminds me of a uh, uh, you know John, the writer who used to be here, who yeah. I assigned an article, and he turned it out in a week, and before the week was out. The company declared that they would no longer be making that product, and oh, I felt wow. so badly. Oh. Yeah. Um, and um, and anyway, you know, we'd we'd have stuff like that, and we'd be following some story in the news, and so we'd make some prediction about where it was going to go. And over the course of a year, that's just way too long. And you make these predictions, and you go back and look at them, and go, Yeah. Well, I mean, Not it's, so it's, much. it's the same. At the time, it made sense. It's, yeah, it's the same thing of any sort of prediction that oh, has yeah. to do with technology. You look at what this, you look at what the the current state is of that tech or that company, you know, whatever it might be, and then you project out based upon where it is right now. Where do you think it's going to be in X amount of time? And the thing is that that doesn't take into account 
any other event that could happen in between that and span. That basically everything new in technology comes completely out of uh, proverbial left field. And yeah. is, that, is that is that a pr- I, I I don't know. Apparently, especially about anything baseball. about Best Buy or T-Mobile. Huh. Yeah, at least as far as my predictions are concerned. They're, they're, well, yeah. I like I like that you stuck with them though. You would make the same prediction. Like, okay, I know that last year I said that T-Mobile and AT&T would merge. I'm saying it again this year because it has to happen. Another year goes by. Okay, I know for the last two years I said <laughs> T-Mobile and AT&T are going to merge. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jonathan scared me so much that that was maybe the third or fourth episode that we recorded. It yeah. was one of the early ones, yeah. and uh, and yeah, he scared me so much about it that I was like, I'm going to predict that computers will still exist in a year. <laughs> I've gotten some flack. I've from got some people. bad news. Lost. I'm not so sure that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Recent recent developments suggest that it's I mean, it's still early in 2013. So um, what well, Lauren, that kind of leads me into a question for you. What was it like stepping into an existing podcast, you know, knowing that someone else was leaving and you were coming in? What was that like for you? Uh, more intimidating than basically anything I've ever done, because um, you guys just rock it out, basically. And, and I've I, I'd never podcasted before or I had been interviewed on a podcast literally three days before the first time that we recorded, but that was it. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a whole lot of me going like, um, stuff, yeah. uh, things. Yeah. How does, how does it do? Right. Well, you know, at least you, you, I think you hit that learning curve hard and you, you really ramped up your skills. I mean, Chris and I, when we started, neither of us had done podcasting before, uh, well, Chris had done uh, a few episodes of stuff you should know. Yeah, but that was only for a few weeks. So. And then, and yeah, so it was one of the, it wasn't long enough for you to really start to develop a skill set, right? It was just kind of like, uh, this is, we're, we're going to try this thing. We don't really know where it's going. And, uh, you know, we both had to learn through experience. And to be fair, podcasting with Josh Clark is a different skill set entirely. <laughs> Josh Creepy Hands Clark, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's my, as I recall, that's what I called him one time just randomly and it kind of stuck. Huh. Has no, no basis oh, in reality, but. That, that's another, that's another history thing. The, right. the faux, uh, rivalry, rivalry between rivalry, us right. and stuff you should know because we, we get people who actually talked about, you know, how they supported us or, you know, you guys stink and the thing, <laughs> and we're like, you, you realize that we all sit next to each other in the office and like we get each other coffee and chat yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we're actually we're actually friendly right? with one another. Yeah. <laughs> this is a a fake, right? Yeah. We get to the point where we were actually going this is not really real. No, you know, we would we would make a joke about the rivalry and then immediately <laughs> disarm the joke. <laughs> like, okay, we don't really hate them. They're actually great guys. Yeah. Uh yeah, in fact, um they've been they've been amazing. We we received a uh, with, uh, Twitter messages asking us if we were going to do a cameo appearance on the Stuff You Should Know TV show. And I, I had to keep quiet. But if you guys have been watching the Stuff You Should Know TV show and you watched the pilot episode, which was the final episode of the season, they, they put it last, even though it was the first one they shot. And it it is very different from the rest of the episodes that they aired. Uh, you might notice uh, that I'm in the background in a couple of shots a- Apparently, I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but I, I already got I got like all these messages saying, "Hey, I see the back of your head on stuff you should know." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets around. It's it was really popular at CES for a few years. 
Um, the back of your head? Yeah. There, there was a talk, uh, Ayaz Akhtar now of uh, This Week in Tech and Eric Sandine, who both at the time were working for a company called Tech V that Randall Bennett had created. They had suggested that at CES they were going to create a website called CES from the back of Jonathan Strickland's head. And that <laughs> it would just be photos of all the various tech, but it would be my head in the way of every shot. And that they would even have live video, but the live video would be mounted on a camera that's directly behind me so that you just experience CES from the back of my head. And uh, and I thought, you guys have way too much spare time to even think about something like this. Um, that's another thing about tech stuff is that it, it's, it opened up a lot of opportunities for uh, – really for me to appear on other shows, which was a lot of fun as well. I got to make friends and be on – uh, shows from Tech V, which sadly now no longer exists, to Buzz Out Loud, which sadly no longer exists, to This Week in Tech, which still exists. Actually, Tech News Today. I shouldn't say This Week in Tech. Tech News Today, which still exists. So you're not a total albatross. That's well, good. Well, I mean, give it time. I detect a pattern. Uh, no, yeah, no, Tech News Today is great. And um, so, yeah, I got to do guest spots, and I love doing that kind of stuff. It's always fun to connect with other folks in the space, and they're all really, really nice, and they tend to be very supportive. That's something that I've liked a lot about the podcast community is there seems to be this spirit of collaboration where I I don't really run into people who are uber competitive. They all want each – the attitude is that we could all succeed. Right, right. You you don't succeed at the expense of There's more or less, yeah, unlimited digital space for us all to coexist and – it's not like there's uh, there's only you know 200 uh, sets of ears out there and and we have to fight for every one and if they listen to one podcast they'll never listen to another. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, most people listen to lots of different podcasts. Sure. What what was it? What was it like? Kind of watching your your viewership grow. I mean, because I I mean you know I'm sure that there were like three people in your grandmother's listening in at first and it, it was really weird for me because. Uh, it was very much the same sort of thing I had when I would write an article and then get feedback on it because uh, you get so focused on producing whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's an article or a podcast, that you forget that there are actually people out there who are consuming it. You know, you, right. you are concentrating on the deadline. So you produce whatever you're trying to do and you try and get it in uh, on time to the deadline. And then as soon as you're done with that, you move on to the next thing. So you're not thinking about that thing you just did. You're thinking about the next thing you need to do. And so I would forget you know, like that this stuff is actually going out to there people. and people yeah. are listening to it. And, uh, yeah, once we started getting feedback, uh, it was really kind of a, an eye-opener. I'm like, wow, people are listening to this. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, was, it was one of those things where I, I wouldn't say that it was gradual – I would say I was unaware of it for the most part. And then when people would let me know, like, oh, by the way, you guys are up to, like, half a million downloads a month. I was, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, that was that was a big surprise. When I, when, I remember when we first broke into the top 100 on iTunes. That was a big deal. And when Tech Stuff, a few times, was number one in technology podcasts, that was a huge deal. Because I knew the people who were on the other shows, right? And I'm like... I can't believe this is amazing. It's phenomenal. And uh, uh, those were all huge moments for me. Yeah. And when Apple chose Tech Stuff as one of the 2011 best podcasts. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was, that was, that was huge. Humbling, that was huge. Yeah. It's, 
it, you know, because we're not in on those conversations. It's not like you know we know when everyone else knows. <laughs> when yeah. when Apple published it, that's when we found out. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty phenomenal. And yeah, I mean, it's we've been nominated a few times for uh, like the the podcast um, uh, audience choice awards. Uh, I don't think we've ever won. We've we've been nominated a few times, but I don't. We've never actually uh, won. I remember this last one. They 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 do the award ceremony the same time as CES or around the same time. Okay. Uh, at a a digital media expo, and I was in Las Vegas for CES, and it was the night of the award ceremony, and I I had not secured a, a ticket to go, and I had no idea if we were going to win or not, and Scott Johnson of the Morning Stream was there. And I, I had told him that I gave him permission to accept our award on, on our, uh, you know, he would accept the award on our behalf if we won. And he sends me a Twitter message a little bit later in the night and says, you lost. <laughs> and I wrote back and said, thank you for saying, for not saying you didn't win. No, you said you, you lost. lost. <laughs> and nice. Scott's like, anytime, buddy. <laughs> but uh, going back to the, uh, the question that you got about uh, the, the tech itself. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's been a lot of change in technology in a, that's a, really in a very short time. That's a great point. You know I mean, what? I think, I think we should, we, we should really focus on that. But before we do, let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. Now, meetings are essential to the way we work. That's the way that we share our ideas. It's how we solve problems and develop creative solutions together. But if your team is spread out in different locations, perhaps all around the world, then coming together is really difficult. In fact, it might even be impossible unless you use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate online. So GoToMeeting makes it very easy to pop into an online meeting place. Uh, you can discuss in real time uh, all the things you need to talk about. You can collaborate on projects together. No matter where everyone is located, GoToMeeting allows you to share the same screen, making it easier to be on the same page. And with built-in HD video conferencing, you can actually see each other face-to-face and react in real time. It's so easy to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, phone, or tablet, and now you can even present from your iPad. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code STUFF. Remember, use the promo code STUFF. GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. Chris, you were saying. Yes, about technology. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't think there was even an iPhone when there, we first, there, there was, was an there? iPhone. Yeah, iPhone was introduced in 2007. Seven, and right. we And so it had been out a year, but the iPhone 3GS was coming out just as we were starting, oh, wow. which oh, yeah. was the iPhone 2. Well, and, and I remember... <laughs> or 3G. It was the iPhone 3G, yeah, not the 3G. 3GS. Right. So that was really confusing because I remember, remember all the confusion around the fact that it's the second generation iPhone, but it's called the iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was because we did an episode about that to explain why it was the 3G when it was the second generation iPhone. Right. Right. And uh, let's see, what, what else? We, uh, we've, we've talked about uh, DVRs and whether or not you could build them yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, the TiVo was something we talked common. about a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. and TiVo, TiVo's star has definitely declined since 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, – the iPad had not yet launched. Oh, there yeah. Was, there was not a successful tablet on the market at all in 2008. Yeah, we, we spent uh, – <laughs> There had been rumors for so long yeah, I, about that, and I we talked about whether or not anything was going to – oh, that was a prediction of yeah, yours. I famously predicted yeah. that if the, the iPad was really going to be a thing, it would fail miserably. Boy, huh. what a great <laughs> predictor I am. You were so 
Yeah, not that was right. so not right. So I, I actually went over He's and I still looked at so not right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I looked at some other stuff. So interesting things to think about. Okay, back in two thousand eight, uh-huh. uh huh, the state of the art operating system, if you had a PC, was Windows Vista, because Windows Seven was not out yet. It wouldn't come out till two thousand nine. Uh, yeah, we were very careful about not being critical about stuff at that point. We hadn't. Yeah, no. we were. We didn't really talk. We didn't get into Vista attacks until later. We well, discussed. For, we didn't attack Vista, but we talked about how people were attacking. Right, Vista right. And to be later. fair, that was toward the end of Windows Vista's lifespan, anyway. So a lot of the complaints had already been hashed over a billion times by the time we went live. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it had I, been burned down and salted. Yeah, I was going to say. I think that that was the year that uh, that Google introduced Android. It, it was the year Google introduced Android, and it's the year Google introduced Chrome. Wow. The Chrome browser came out in 2008. So I'm pretty sure there were things that were Chrome color before that. Well, the the browser Chrome. Oh, The browser right. Chrome, Chris. It's, it's a browser that you don't use because it's so resource uh, intensive. Um, I right? use it. <laughs> I use it. All, I have it open right now. Uh, the uh, Yeah, and so Android debuted, but, uh, well, it... Android had not yet come out when we started the podcast, but it did debut that year because mm-hmm. we started in June. Uh, Andrew, Android debuted in uh, September. Uh, so uh, the G1 really didn't become available till the end of 2008. I got – that was my first smartphone was the Android G1 phone from uh, HTC on T-Mobile, and I got that in the beginning of 2009. Were yep. you so, also an early adopter, Chris, or – No. No. No, uh, no, no, I would still adopter. still still have a flip phone. No, yeah. No, they, well, I have my first. I, I've had my smart. This is my first smartphone here, and it's. I've had it for two years now. So it's that. That was some time into the. Well, that's the that's something you know. Chris and I are kind of common. Uh, share this in common. We. I don't consider myself an early adopter. I I was an early adopter with Android, but in general, I tend to wait to make sure that a technology is robust enough before I go all right, in. Right. Me too. Um, well, there are a couple of, of exceptions. Part of my thing was I'm cheap. I didn't want to pay for the data plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there's, there's also that. that. That's my that's my philosophy with video games. If you can wait for a while and it drops from sixty dollars to twenty bucks, yeah, but that that might change pretty then. soon. <laughs> that whole that whole market may change before well, too long. If yeah, they're, there, if they're all one. downloads and not yeah. yeah. So uh, okay, getting but, back uh, to uh, <laughs> operating systems. Mm-hmm. The Mac OS 10, 10.5 operating system, which was Leopard, was the standard, and Snow Leopard was coming out just after we started recording. Yeah. Um, uh, it, if I've you look some... carefully at that photo, by the way, that Leopard looks like he might have just eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. 2008. Probably the Twitter uh, bird. <laughs> Wired had a list of the top breakthroughs in technology, and it's kind of interesting to see what was a breakthrough in 2008. Uh, flexible displays, which we saw for the first time at CES, as I recall. Uh, we're still kind of waiting on those. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a few Some TVs that that were introduced at CES 2013 that were curved, but uh, but even then, you know, the flexible displays tend to be static, right? They're they're flexible in the sense that you can not that kind of static. <laughs> they don't they're not bendy. Yeah. You can't bend them. You you can't see from where you're sitting, but but our producer just like like flipped his head around when like, he made like, that noise. Where's, where's the static coming from? <laughs> Noel, everything's okay. Don't go into the light, Noel. Don't go into the light. Uh, the Speedo LZR swimsuit was listed as one of the breakthroughs of 2008. That was one that uh, used NASA materials to release to to uh, to reduce viscous drag on right. the swimsuit. Uh, That's the first time I remember you ever saying viscous in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that word. Um, yeah, actually, actually, that was that was a big deal that year because that was an Olympic year, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes. And they were wondering whether or not they were going to allow it. it, and they they ultimately did. 
Uh, flash memory was listed as a breakthrough. Not that flash memory came into existence in 2008, right. but it was, it was starting to come into prominence mainly due to the iPhone. Okay. So, uh, the GPS proliferation, again, GPS had been around for decades, but again, devices like the iPhone were bringing GPS into, uh, more hands than before. So that became something that people were interested in. How about this? Do you remember this? We were going to do an episode about it, and I don't think we ever did. Memristers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, you still haven't done the one on Cantanas yet either, have you? We had a listener write in and ask us to do an episode about Cantanas, and uh, that has been um, one that's been on our list forever. But it's so technical that I'm worried that I cannot explain it properly, especially without the use of visuals. So I've always put it off. Uh, So that's become like the the standing (laughs) behind-the-scenes joke. Our yep. tilting at windmills topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. that does not happen. Uh, U- USB 3.0 oh, yeah. is another breakthrough, which yeah. we're finally starting to see in, in, uh, in laptops now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then, uh, of course, the article that went along with it, but uh, the technology that is now known as Thunderbolt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We did a podcast, didn't we? Yeah. We did one. And then had to clarify later that it was actually going to be called something else. Yes. Yes, we did. We did that. And uh, what about – here's another one. This is another breakthrough, 2008 breakthrough. This Mm -hmm. to me is an amusing breakthrough. Video-capable SLR cameras, which are everywhere now. (laughs) I guess that was a breakthrough because, I mean, our own video team uses some. uh, So it's kind of interesting to actually see that as a breakthrough back in 2008. We did a podcast shortly before I departed about Kodak. Yep. And in 2008, I'm pretty sure we would not have predicted the demise or near demise of Kodak. Yeah. yeah. A few companies have gone under. Uh, you know, back in 2008, MySpace was still a viable social network. It was still doing pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, I actually downloaded my Twitter history not too long ago, and I went through and was reading it. And my Twitter history actually predates when we started recording the podcast. In fact, I see there was a tweet I made fairly early on where I was all excited about the idea of getting to do a podcast. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I was I was talking about how it was interesting to discover that someone's relationship status had changed due to a flipped switch on MySpace. And I'm like, really? MySpace? <laughs> I'm like, I guess maybe I wasn't so big into Facebook at the time. And, and it's true. In 2008, back in August 2008, Facebook hit 100 million users. Now they're over 1 billion. But uh, back in 2008, it was 100 million. Still a lot of people, but not nearly as many as there are now. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, and it had only been open to the general public for two years yeah. at that point. I didn't even have a Facebook or a Twitter until 2009. So, Well, you know, you were what? like great, I was a toddler at the at time, <laughs> so you know, I couldn't speak human language right. yet. So. Uh, so it's nice because I'm not the oldest person in the room right now because uh, Chris is here. So Lauren could pick on him for a while. As soon as I get untied. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. so, so Twitter Twitter was hitting around 100 million tweets per quarter yeah, in 2008. It, it grew, uh, I think, like 700 something something percent over the course of 2008. Right. It had been introduced in 2007 at South by Southwest. And so it had been around for a while. But it was still it, I don't think it had really caught on. Yet, even then, because I mean, I, I remember when I was and I, you know, I like social media stuff, but I remember when I started using it, I was like, what the heck would anyone use this thing for? And I wrote an article about it and I still wasn't sure. And it was about three months after I'd written the article that I finally started actually using Twitter. Sharing what you had for breakfast. Yeah. It's really not that hard. No, Come on. Okay. <laughs> Once I figured it out, it all made sense. 
Uh, Hulu mar- uh, launched in 2008. Oh, that'll never work. <laughs> Net- <laughs> Netflix launched unlimited streaming in 2008. Oh, that'll never work. <laughs> no, they'll just stick with the DVD thing. Uh, also, you know what became a thing in 2008? It was a huge trend. And in fact, you can tell that it was really powerful one by how, by its presence in the market today. Netbooks. Netbooks became a thing in tw- 2008. So yeah, Netbooks was a little tiny, underpowered <laughs> laptop. You mean computers. you mean kind of like an iPad, except it has a keyboard attached, yeah, right? Yeah, because I mean back in back when in two thousand eight, because iPads was, are never going to take off either. Well, okay, yeah, yeah right. I did buy a netbook. Uh, I no longer use it. Uh, I don't have an iPad though. I got a tablet, but it's not an iPad. Uh, yeah, I have that HD DVD died and that Blu-ray won the the uh, high definition wars in two thousand eight. Uh, Chris and I got to see. Direct evidence of that, because when we went to CES that year, uh, we went to CES before tech stuff was existed, before it existed. We, but yeah, we that were, was right about the same time the genesis of tech stuff was right about 2008 at the beginning. Yeah, we were talking about it. We didn't, like I said, the first episode didn't publish till June, but we had been talking about it for a while. So we go to CES, and Chris and I both went that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was, I remember seeing the Blu-ray uh, booth. I think it was Pirates of the Caribbean, thing, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah there like was a, a giant ship right yeah. there in the middle of the floor. So this, it's it just wasn't this, far from those uh, uh, take-home uh, mechanical bowl things. Yeah. It? Oh, right. No, it was. It wasn't a mechanical bowl. It was a saddle that you were supposed to ride to develop your abs. Oh, okay. Where I tried to get Chris on one so I could take a picture, and he flat out refused. Which was a, there are some the strange right, things at CES. It was the right decision. I, I for the longest time I had a picture of that up on my on my. Uh, Cubicle wall. I had a pic, the, like the the um, the press release that they gave out. Because uh-huh. back then they gave out paper press releases for everything too. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. We we both carried back home about fifty pounds worth wow. of paper. Yeah, and a, a good stack of CDs. Yeah, this was before uh, they started going to USB drives, mm-hmm. or, or or better yet, online. Yeah, press just kits. being like here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we anyway, the, the Blu-ray booth was huge, and then we go over to where the HD DVD booth was supposed to be, and it's just empty. Crickets. Yeah, I, I I also remember talking about satellite radio some back yep, then. Yeah, we did. You know, before sat, uh, Sirius and XM merged. We had an episode about what will happen when those two companies merge. So that was kind of funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, the green tech became a huge buzzword in 2008. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because over the next couple of years, it really became a focal point. Like people were really, really at least – seemingly passionate about it, whether they were sincere or not, is up for debate. But these days, I would argue that green tech, not nearly as stressed as it was back in 2008, 2009, 2010, that time period. Now it's just not... I mean, there's still companies that are dedicated to Absolutely. making energy-efficient products, but... Now they just call it tech. Yeah, they don't call it green tech anymore. <laughs> right, right. Like, there, there aren't that many companies dedicated to this whole green tech idea. Um, and, uh, in fact... Um, one of our peers, uh, Jamie, who uh, who writes for Treehugger, mm-hmm. she would uh, she actually said, "Well, this kind of makes sense because when you look at technology, it's really a lot of it is mostly about consumerism, and consumerism and green aren't little they, little bit. Yeah. They don't really overlap. The Venn diagram is not so great <laughs> on that. Um, Just ask anybody who replaces their smartphone more than once a year." <laughs> yeah. 2008 was when the LHC was finished. Uh, cloud computing became a buzzword in 2008. Uh, now we all know what it is, but back then we weren't so sure. Uh, geotagging was very popular oh, in 2008. Right. So I mean, now we've got things like Foursquare and Facebook Places and Google allows you to put in pins in places you go. 
but it was still pretty new back then. Uh, uh, voodoo locations. Uh, Dr. Dre and Monster Cable came together to create the Beats audio headphones. Yeah, yeah. Those are actually and in my my personal laptop has Beats audio. Not that I I didn't pick the laptop because of that. It just happened that be well, happened to be one of the features. If you want that, Beats me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We also talked about on the podcast whether uh, you know you could actually replace um, Monster Cables with coat Co- hangers. Yeah, coat hangers. Uh, the answer. Yes. Don't do it. Depending on whom you ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, essentially, if you're using if you're using really you know decent copper, then you're going to get a good connection. Now, granted, if you're using an uninsulated copper wire, that could lead to problems. So that's why you don't do it. But uh, the Roku box was introduced in 2008. Ah, uh, yes. The Sony e-reader was picked as one of the top 10 gadgets of 2008 by The Guardian. Uh, the Amazon Kindle came out in late 2007. So it's interesting that The Guardian picked the uh, Sony e-reader as a top 10 gadget of 2008, considering that, you know, in the, when you look at the long run, the Kindle ran away with it. You know, the, the Kindle has, has more than beat out the competition in the e-reader space. Uh, yeah, that, that'll never take up. Oh, wait, wait. Hey, that's going to be huge. Oh, wait. <laughs> so other top gadgets that the Guardian listed included the Sony Flip Ultra. Sony Flip no longer a thing. Uh, the uh, One of them was a digital photo frame. <laughs> do you remember those? I, I do. Uh, uh, another one was a netbook. Uh, one was the Wii Fit. Like, again, these, these are things that, you know, made a big impact when they first came out and then did not, none of them, not many of them staying power. a tiny bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we fit, that was one of those things that people were really excited about for about three or four months. That's about how excited people are about exercising ever, about yeah. three or four months. And, and then, then they like, stop, mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't get used. Now, um, the WeFit has, uh, the, the balance board has sort of a disadvantage compared to other exercise equipment because you can't hang your clothes on it like yeah. you can with the stair stepper. Right, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a multitasker, is no. what you're saying. Mm-mm. I mean, if maybe you have a shelf that's just barely out of reach, <laughs> it could be a very tiny stepladder. Oh, if only <laughs> I had that extra inch and a half yeah. heel. Right. But oh, wait, look. Let's grab the Wii Fit, honey. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's the list of stuff I had that happened in 2008 uh, compared to what's going on today. What What's interesting is that there are some parallels. I mean, like the Windows Vista problem, right, where you had this big issue with the perception of Windows Vista, which, you know, when it launched, there were a lot of problems that people pointed out. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft addressed a lot of those. But the damage had already been done. The perception was already there that it was not uh, – it was it was an inferior product in the eyes of many. Right. And so even when Microsoft fixed things, it didn't matter. Uh, some people would argue that Windows 8 is following a similar pathway, that a lot of people have criticized it. It's had slow adoption, and therefore Microsoft is now going through a second Windows Vista f- uh, phase. Um, and, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd say that's probably for different reasons – it's, or yeah. that people are just happy with Windows Seven. Well, yeah, and, and I think another I think another point is similar to that is the idea that a lot more people are looking to buy things like smartphones or tablets as a replacement for buying a new computer. Right. So instead of spending a thousand dollars to buy a new computer, you spend a few hundred dollars on a tablet or a smartphone, and then that gives you the basic computing stuff that you really want, and then you just you keep your desktop computer or laptop computer 
for longer than you normally would, and you just use that to do the heavy lifting stuff. Um, that seems to be a, a pretty common theme. So, yeah, that's all I've got. Any of you guys want to add anything to that? No, but I can't feel my fingers. Okay, well, we're going to cut you loose, um, and then we're just going to watch Chris make a Chris-sized hole in the door. And, uh, Chris, it was great having you back. I'm glad that you were able to come in for the yes. 500th episode. Thank you so much. Like I had a choice. Well, huh. you know, I mean, uh, we hope that you're able to find your way home. Uh, I mean, I know I had you blindfolded on the way here, but it occurs to me that you actually know the location of the office, so I don't know why I took that step. In, in which case, the bat gas was totally unnecessary. I apologize. The bat has not been feeling well recently. I did not mean... <laughs> oh... The, look, this is how Chris and I play. It's like it's like juvenile chicken, and the thing is, neither one of us will swerve. It's just it's just crash in a big juvenile mess, Lauren. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. All right, that's enough. They are not a sponsor of our show, so we are going to wrap this up. <laughs> they don't make it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a good reason why they don't. They aren't sponsoring us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. It has been an amazing 500 episodes. I am exhausted. I'm going to go take a nap. But if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, I highly, Chris, stop struggling. It'll only make it worse. It'll, I, I highly recommend you get in touch with us. You can send us an email. The address is techstuff at discovery.com or let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both those locations is techstuffhsw. Lauren and I will talk to you again soon. Chris, may not ever talk again. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 